grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Imagine, if you will, scarfing down a 72-ounce steak. But that's not all. Along with it, you have a shrimp cocktail, a baked potato, a salad, and a dinner roll. And not only that, you have to eat it in less than one hour. That's exactly what Adam Richman did in a food challenge at the Big Texan in Amarillo for an episode of one of my favorite TV shows, Man vs. Food. Richman faced many different challenges, food challenges over the years, some with success, some with failure. But as you might imagine, after episode after episode, with the gross overload of protein and fat and carbohydrates, it wreaked havoc on Richmond's body. And the doctors told him, you have to stop doing that or you'll die. That brings us to one predator who is always ready to eat and which always swallows its prey. And that predator is death. It is a terrifying predator, an unrelenting predator, an unnatural predator. Nothing escapes its grasp. So with something like death lurking and waiting for us, is it any wonder that we often try to soften its power and its curse? To make us feel better, we soften the language. We use euphemisms. We say phrases like, so-and-so passed away, or so-and-so is in a better place, along with other various expressions. We pretend that physical death is just an innocent and friendly transition. It's a new adventure. It even is our friend. We convince ourselves that death does not separate us from our loved ones, even for just a time. We play make-believe and suddenly grant our loved ones godlike powers to watch over and protect us. Something contradicted by the scriptures. We soften death. But we should realize death for what it is. A powerful, hostile swallower and devourer. There is no stopping it. There is no wishing it away. There is no place to hide, and no one is exempt. But about 2,700 years ago, Yahweh spoke a promise through the prophet Isaiah. And he proclaimed on Mount Zion, Yahweh of hosts, Yahweh of armies, will swallow up the face of the shroud that enshrouds over all the peoples and the web woven over all nations. He will swallow up Death in perpetuity. And the Lord Yahweh will wipe away tears from all faces. The Holy One of Israel, the commander-in-chief of myriads of angels, announced through the prophet Isaiah a promise of great reversal. The devourer would itself be devoured. The swallower 
will itself be swallowed up. Imagine it. Death will disappear forever. No more burial clothes. No more cemeteries. No more wakes. No more funerals. No more separation. If even for a time. Between God's people. No separation of our entire humanity, our bodies from our souls. Imagine it. In Isaiah 26, 19, the prophet affirms Yahweh's promise by speaking a confident proclamation. Your dead, O Yahweh, will come to life, including my own corpse. They will arise. Isaiah knew that he would physically die. According to tradition, Isaiah was sawn in half by the wicked king Manasseh, the king who followed King Hezekiah. Yet Isaiah trusted the promise that all, himself included, would receive the gift of bodily resurrection. Isaiah used a figure of speech to illustrate it in chapter 26, verse 19. Like dew that waters the earth and produces vegetation, the water of life flows from God's throne. And God will cause the physically dead who belong to the Lord to rise up and see the light of life. Many of Isaiah's contemporaries must have thought Isaiah was a little bit off. Living in a make-believe world. And there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, Even some Christians still question the possibility of a physical resurrection. Who would believe such a thing? And of course, the devil. (laughs) The devil wants you to believe that bodily resurrection is not possible. That it's just another false hope to cling to. So that death's reality, death's blow, death's severity might be softened. But there is good news for you and for me. In the fullness of time, the Holy One of Israel, the Lord God Almighty, began to fulfill this ancient promise that we heard from the prophet Isaiah. Fast forward about 700 years when God sent his only begotten son into the flesh, begotten of his father from all eternity, to be born of a virgin, to become Israel's messianic king, the suffering servant. Jesus became mortal and entered into the cursed creation. This cursed creation of sin and death. He went to Mount Zion. And he went there to physically die himself for you and for me. Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, the suffering servant promised by Isaiah, went through the gate of physical death himself. He died, literally. His body bled. His heart gave out. His systems ceased to function. His soul separated from his body. 
His first century followers saw the tomb where his corpse was laid. This was no illusion. This was not make-believe. Jesus was not simply unconscious for a while. That's something called the swoon theory. He really died. Jesus of Nazareth really died in Jerusalem. Crucified on a cross under Pontius Pilate. Physical death swallowed Christ up. It happened in time and space. It happened in human history. And what was the response? Those closest to him, Christ's own disciples, mourned. They hid. They despaired. They said things like, we thought he was the one to redeem Israel. Now we're not so sure. What now? What now? Paul realizes the ramification of this if Christ is not raised. He says this, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. The good news is, is Jesus had told his disciples exactly what would happen. He pointed them to the scriptures. He told them the Christ would be rejected by the religious elite. He told them that he would suffer and die. He told them that he would rise to life again. And wouldn't you know it, things unfolded just as he On that first Easter morning, the tomb lay empty. The grave lost its prey. The Lord had done just as he said, as impossible as it might seem. He laid down his life and then he took it up again in glory and power. Jesus, Israel's Messiah, her God and her Lord, had entered into the prison of the grave and physical death only to open the prison doors Break them open from the inside so that forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation could come to all. Jesus swallowed up physical death. He swallowed up physical death for himself. But his bodily resurrection became the down payment, the guarantee pointing forward to the future day for all believers when physical death will be swallowed up for all. As I mentioned, Paul acknowledged that if Jesus is not raised from the dead, we have no hope. But Paul, along with many others, saw the risen Christ and joyously proclaimed with confidence. But in fact... Christ has been raised. Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits, right, the first of many to follow, of those who have fallen asleep. 
For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. Brothers and sisters in Christ, there is no stopping Jesus. There is no wishing him away. There is no place to hide from his glory and power. In Jesus, death meets its match. It meets its end. Martin Luther called Jesus the tote fresser. When a human eats, uh, the German verb is essen. But when an animal eats, the German verb is fressen. Fressen means to devour like an animal. Jesus overcomes death in such a way. He swallows up death. Jesus tastes death, overcomes it, and destroys its power forever. Jesus lives and reigns to all eternity. And how do we know this? Lots and lots of witnesses. The good news of Christ's resurrection that is proclaimed by Christians and the church is based on historical events. The history of ancient Israel leading up to Christ's public ministry. And as I mentioned, as part of that public ministry, his crucifixion under Pontius Pilate around A.D. 33 in the city of Jerusalem, Mount Zion. And on the third day, the creator of all things, the God of Israel, raised up Jesus bodily from the dead. Israel's messianic king is risen. He is risen indeed. I know we're supposed to wait till Easter to proclaim that. But every time we hear Christ crucified preach to us, we also hear he is risen. The tomb was empty. Even the opponents of Jesus conceded this fact, although they quickly concocted a fake story that the disciples stole the body. But the thing is, Christ's original followers were not gullible. They didn't live in a make-believe world. They faced ramifications for their beliefs. And it took a lot of convincing. It took the empty tomb. It took promise given by Moses and the prophets to which Jesus steered his followers time and time and time again. It took the promises of Jesus himself. It took the announcements of angels and the many, many, many post-death, post-resurrection appearances of Jesus himself. During a period of 40 days, Jesus appeared to the disciples many times. Jesus was no figment of someone's imagination. He wasn't a ghost. He wasn't a wish. He ate and drank before others. He showed them his bodily marks and scars and encouraged his disciples. Put your hands here. He appeared to the women at the tomb, to Peter, to Cleopas, to others at, on the road to Emmaus, to the disciples in Jerusalem, to the disciples with Thomas in Jerusalem, to the seven by the Sea of Tiberias, to the eleven in Galilee, to the disciples near Bethany. The Apostle Paul adds that Jesus appeared to more than 500 at one time. 
to James, and finally again to Paul himself on the road to Damascus. When the Lord comes again in glory, physical death will be swallowed up for you too. In the meantime, you can sing Isaiah's hymn in anticipation. Call it a rehearsal for the coming end time choir concert. Here it is. This, is, this one is our God. We waited for him that he would save us. This one is Yahweh. We waited for him. Let us exult and rejoice in his saving action. Because of Jesus, we can believe the promise from Isaiah. One day, death the swallower will be swallowed up. Paul taps into this. Paul affirms this with New Testament eyes, stating when our Lord returns that when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord who gives us that victory. Amen. Now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.